This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey, this is Jess. This is Emily. And this is Sandra, and welcome to today's town meeting. Okay, it is my turn this week for the sucky summary. This is not going to go well. We are on red night, red light on wedding night, right? Red light, yeah, yeah, yeah. Red light on the wedding night. What happens this episode? So this week's summary, you guys ready? Yep, go ahead. Okay. Episode starts off, Lorelai and Rory getting cake, tasting at Fran's at Weston's. Max spends the night. Lorelai freaks out and sleeps in Rory's bed. And then they go on a double date with Dean and Rory and Max and Lorelai. And Dean has imparting wis- is imparting wisdom to Max about the girls. Luke is super weird about Max, and they are not on the same rhythm when going to Luke's in the morning. Stars Hollow gets his first light. Uh, there's a bachelor party, and Lorelai calls Chris, and then... Luke gets a hoopa and, and time's up. <laughs> that was basically you left yeah. out, you know, the most important part. Bolts at the end. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that Laura like leaves. <laughs> I, I think we need to get better at this, guys. I mean, I think that we are just gonna have to get better at prioritizing key information. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Um, just as a reference, last week and the week before the point system kind of got confusing. So just to reiterate, you get a point if you do not succeed. The person with the most points at the end has to do a forfeit. Right now, I think we all have one point. Because, because we all none suck. of us have succeeded. So we're so technically one of us on... has to succeed once, and then exactly. they'll be the winner. Exactly. This can only go well. <laughs> but actually, you talked really fast, Emily, so I feel like... Yeah. Out of all of us, you're probably going to be the first winner. Yeah. I can talk fast, guys. <laughs> if I had my thoughts together, I could go faster. Uh, but let's go on to the episode discussion. So, I'm going to I'm going to point out eating cakes that you have no intention of buying? I feel bad. A bit bit messed up. Yeah, I feel like some some places you have to like pay for tastings, mm-hmm. but I don't think Fran would. No, I don't think have so you pay. Small town. So I know from when I plan my wedding, yes, some places do require payment for testing or for tasting. I know there's still a good amount that don't. Like most all the places I tasted did not require a payment for that. However, when I went cake tasting, I was legitimately trying to find somebody to make the cake, not mm-hmm. just scamming this little old lady out of free cake. <laughs> like Suki's yeah. so obviously making the cake. What? Who? Who wouldn't think that she would be doing it? Right. Like everybody in town knows that Suki and Lorelai are best friends, and Suki is an incredible chef and baker. Like yeah. does I? Fran would have to know, right? Or does Lorelai like actively lie to Fran and be like, no, Suki just wants to be able to enjoy the day and not worry about cooking or anything? I'm not sure. I don't know. Jess, you talk about bad cup acting. This was bad eating acting. Yeah, I know. There was a (laughs) number of shots where we cut behind Alexis and it's clear that she hasn't been eating the ooh raspberry cake that she's so excited about. (laughs) 
There's not a single bite taken out of this cake. No. No, that's a continuity error right there. There was some funky camera work in this um, episode where they kind of have a scene from one side um, and then you go from the other side and they're doing something else completely. But then they go back Mm -hmm. to what they were originally doing. It happens a couple times. Um, So I'm not quite sure what's going on in this episode. But I did notice that uh, the raspberry cake was just not eaten. And God, raspberry cake is so good. All right. It sounded delicious. Mm. All of them sound like delicious, but we know that they're not going to buy them. (laughs) So Um, Lorelai picks a Mussolini quote. Yeah. Rory's apparently not great at picking romantic quotes. Well, no, Rory picked out two very romantic quotes that would have been, you know, pretty good for a wedding. They're just not Lorelai's vibe, which I get. But then yeah. you throw a Mussolini quote in there. Yeah. <laughs> I would have expected, like, song lyrics, right? Like, I feel like that's more Lorelai. With how obsessed Shakespeare, uh, people are with Shakespeare in this show, yeah. you would have thought at least one hint of, uh, what is it? Love is not, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Dot, dot, dot. Whatever patient, that quote is. is Clearly, that none one. of us took No, wait, I think that's story. just the Bible. That is, that's <laughs> Um, But moving on, uh, Kirk the photographer. Yeah, Kirk photographed VJ Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't, you know. He's super old. He just looks really young. And his own nude self portraits. No, um, I don't like wearing, that. He's wearing a Speedo. No, he was definitely no. nude. Flesh-colored <laughs> Speedo. Um, oh, Kirk. I don't like that. I don't know if he left it there as an accident or uh, he generally thought, like, oh, this is okay to show. No one will know. I mean, I'm sure that he thought it was art. Yeah. You know, like, I know that in my life there have been people, generally they've been, like, teachers or, like, you know, adjacent adults who have, like, had nude photography or nude art of themselves in yeah. their homes. Um, I just don't like when it surprises people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But he's wearing a flesh-colored Speedo, according to what he says. So, you know, not everything's hanging out, just 90% of it. Well, Um, Max begs to disagree. (laughs) (laughs) I do relate to Kirk's It's a Nikon, because anytime someone starts going about specs, I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yep. I have a MacBook. (laughs) Yeah. What size is the screen? I have no idea. My work gave it to me. Yeah, right. Right. I think it's thirteen. <laughs> um, one hundred and fifty dollars an hour is a real good job, Kirk. You're you're not gonna uh, be able to get that. I'm sorry, but yeah, the well, confidence. I mean, it depends. Wedding nice. photography is like incredibly expensive Actually, for good is. reason. It for is good super reason, but yeah. I would know. Was Kirk up to ten? Like one hundred fifty dollars an hour for the time he's there. Does that include the time to edit the photos? I don't. Mm, I don't think he's no. editing these photos. Yeah, he didn't know. even have the cap off later on. No. <laughs> um, but, but let's talk about Max because Max has never slept over, and they're getting married. No, in a week. well, he slept on the couch, right? Right. Yes, once. But that was not the same. It was Other- not. Other than the Mussolini quote, personally, I feel like this episode starts out really well for Max. Mm -hmm. Lorelai and Max look very happy together at the beginning of it, and then it just obviously kind of goes downhill. It's like every moment, every scene, you're going down a step. Yep. Like, Mm -hmm. 
until we reach the bottom of the barrel, and we do. Yeah. Well, Max got townsperson of the week last week, right? He did, yeah. Because we kind of wanted to uh, thank him while he was still around. Yeah, the Rachel Award. (laughs) Yeah. Because it does, it gets worse. So they discuss, you know, him staying over for the first time. And you're right, Sandra. It's kind of a big deal because it seems like he's moving in with them. Mm-hmm. Right? That decision has been made. Mm-hmm. But he's never spent the night for real. And nope. they're getting married in a week. Yep. And they're painting his apartment, I'm assuming, to sell. I, I assume so, too. Sense. Yeah. Um, by the way, when he said, I have to go into the city, I was like, why are you going into New York? I forgot about Hartford. <laughs> I forgot city. they were in Connecticut. The other city. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's just weird. Um, but Rory's not freaked out about this. It's Lorelai. Oh, yeah, no, Rory is doing a great job of accepting yeah. that her mom is getting married, that Max is going to be living with them. Like, she is taking everything in stride, and I'm really proud of her. I am, too. I am, too, yeah, definitely. Lorelai, on the other hand. <laughs> so, Rory, speaking of Rory, she's walking through town with Dean. And I gotta mm-hmm. mention something. Um, maybe it's fashion, maybe it's just his general vibe. But Dean is more clean cut now. Like, yeah. Yeah. his hair, how he dresses. He the leather jacket's cute. gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, more innocent, I guess. So this is the end of summer, right? Because yes, Max went to yeah. wherever for summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're wearing long sleeves, both of them, in this mm-hmm. scene, which leads me to believe that it's a little chilly outside, right? Yeah, and August is usually real hot here. It is, yeah. yeah. Here too. But I feel like if the, if it's if it's chilly enough for long sleeves, and we were still going with a bad boy vibe, Dean would still have his leather jacket on here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and but they, they're... They're officially the, getting away from that. Yeah. They're really overhauling the character so that he can be a polar opposite mm-hmm. of someone who is coming. He's like, the boy that prepping. you're like, yeah, it's okay if I find him making out with my daughter on the couch. Nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. He's good, sweet Dean. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. button-ups. Yeah. Um, he meets the parents. Mm-hmm. He knows the parents uncomfortably well as we will yeah get into later in the episode so they're discussing and they discuss the fact that they now have two anniversaries i guess they do yeah i don't know i've never been in like an on and off relationship so i don't know what people usually do same but i mean i would think you just go with your original anniversary i would too i'm gonna go with pause. They're teenagers. They're in love. Yeah, yeah I do think compensating. I do think the two anniversary thing is cute, but it's gonna be expensive for you. It's gonna be expensive for you <laughs> after a while. <laughs> yeah, he's one with the job anyway. It's fine. Well, Roy's got a trust fund coming up. <laughs> um, speaking of little jobs, just wanted to point out background stuff. There's a little uh, lemonade stand where um they're selling lemonade for fifty cents, and they have a group of people buying them. So, yay to whoever, like, whatever fundraiser is going on, they're getting money, at least. Yeah, last time I bought at a lemonade stand, the kids charged me a dollar, and they only had half a cup of lemonade left. Wow. I mean, kids these days. What a con artist. (laughs) This Um, is what's wrong with today's youth. (laughs) Overcharging for lemonade. (laughs) 
Um, but this conversation leads to Roy telling Dean that Max is staying the night and hey, let's double date. And it's like pulling teeth from Dean. Why is it always so hard with him? Like, the conversation even starts off okay. Like, they're having yeah. a good time, they're talking about the anniversary, and it's, by the way, let's go on a double date with my mom. Ugh, what are we gonna do, dinner and dancing? Yeah, right? No, like, you're gonna yeah. hang out with Lorelai, which seems to be something you enjoy greatly. Right? That's my note, too, is, like, you like Lorelai. It's something they do all the time, the three of them hang out. Why does he think bringing Max into it is gonna, like, change everything? Well, and then during this, well, I guess we'll get to it, but yeah, during the date, Dean acts like he's having a great time. Yeah. He's essentially Mr. Like Gilmore Girl. Basically. He, he knows all the things. Um, but before their date night, we have movie night with yep. uh, Max, Lorelai, and Rory. And they look like such a cute little family. They do, but the girls, again, on the ground, always on the ground. Oh, yeah. Perfectly I love good that couch. Rory walks into the kitchen, she's like, what's that weird smell? Yeah. No, it's I mean it smells great. great. It's just weird for this house. <laughs> uh the broiler. I have never used a broiler. I got to be honest. I don't I've I used a broiler, but I have an electric stove, so mm. it just like turns the top element on really really hot. Mm-hmm. Um you have to watch it. Like yeah, it looks broilers scary. go fast. I, I used it for garlic bread. Yeah, that's yeah, what I hear it's it. for. I mean that's generally what I use it for yeah. too. <laughs> Should be called the garlic bread heater upper. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But there's vegetables now, peppers and onions and all these kinds of things that generally aren't in the Gilmore house. Max is coming in. He's moving in slowly but surely. Yeah. Emily would have loved Max for the sole fact that he cooks them a healthy dinner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Luke, too, if it wasn't, you know, Lorelai. It wasn't what it yeah. was. No, but yeah. Max, Max has the status to go ah. along with it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they watched this movie. I didn't get the name of the movie. Um, did either of you guys did? I know they kept referring to Billy Jack. I meant to Billy look Jack, up. Billy but... Jack, yeah. Oh, it's literally, Ooh. it's Billy Jack. Oh, okay. Billy Jack. Billy Jack. <laughs> yes. Um, and they're allowed to talk about it, but not Max. Like, talk during it, but not Max. That Max, me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing I've seen somebody make a Reddit thread about, mm-hmm. like, talking about, is it okay that they do that? No, I think it's kind of incredibly rude. It is a little bit rude. Um, yeah. But it is familiar. Like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't do that to someone that you just met or, like, right. a new friend, friend or something. You would do that to someone that you know pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do think I mean, it, it, it like- incites familiarity. It felt yeah. like movie night with Dean, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's something they would totally do to Dean. Exactly. But, like, Dean is used to it, so he probably wouldn't comment on it at this point. <laughs> Dean knows all. With how long they have supposedly been together at this point, I'm very surprised this is also their first movie night. Like, it doesn't make sense. Their relationship does not make sense. No. Just the timeline of it. Like, Do they have a relationship? I mean, well, when, apparently. When Lorelai tells Emily that they're engaged, she goes, we've We've been together for some time now. I'm like, okay, well, you're at the end of Rory's school year. She started this school year, not even at the beginning, but at least a couple weeks in, which means max, absolute max time frame that you've known max is what? Eight months? Yep. Maybe ten if we really push. 
but they were together or they weren't they weren't together for a good part of that you're right yeah they broke up we're not for a going while. down this i'm sorry we're not <laughs> the timeline the timeline is gonna kill us <laughs> but, i'm so bothered by it though <laughs> um, good reason max is sleeping over rory again totally fine with this yep. she understands mm-hmm. max is gonna live here why wouldn't she be like yeah already preparing herself for it but mm-hmm. lorelei it's like she's not getting it it's not clicking in her brain that in two weeks he's gonna be here 24 7 yeah well besides work yeah i mean the the issue is that it doesn't even seem like she really wants him to be there 24 7 yeah you know their first night together in what is going to be their house. She sleeps she in her daughter's sleeps bed. In Rory's room. Yeah. yeah. On a twin bed with mm-hmm. Rory. Rory has to ask, Are you happy? Like, this is the second time where someone, like, straight up just says, like, Are you even happy here? Yeah. And it, every time it's like, Yeah. Rory asks Lorelai this a couple of times throughout mm-hmm. the series. And I feel like every time it's when she's with a guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's every time that she knows that she's not. Well, yeah. one time it's with Luke. Mm-hmm. Well, like he in the Yale years, he calls mm-hmm. and like hits his head on the stove, and where he's like, "You sound happy," and she goes, "I am, kid." Ah, uh, okay, yeah. I yeah. think that's probably the most real mm-hmm. answer we mm-hmm. get from her from that question, though. Yeah, but um, real quick, Lorelai Gilmore with green stripes in her hair. Why did we not see this? Right. Yeah. And but also. I don't think it would look good. I mean, she's still Lauren Graham. She's still gorgeous. So like, yeah. So. I have to imagine it would be like a darker, like, emerald green. Not so much <laughs> not like a neon. Billie Eilish neon kind of thing. <laughs> but, I mean, maybe Lorelai was out there trendsetting. Who knows? Yeah. Her rebellious phase at 28 years well, old. I'll mm-hmm. just go forward to the Yale years again with um, Lucy and Olivia. Some pink And just Photoshop Lauren Graham's <laughs> face onto the episode where they all dye yeah. their hair. Mm-hmm. And see what it looks like. Um, but up next we have Luke Steiner, and Taylor is happy. And you don't want Taylor happy because anytime no, he's happy, that man is up to it's something. Always suspicious. Yeah, but I'm happy for him. He's got a fresh new wardrobe this season. <laughs> no cardigan. No cardigan. Vest. No cardigan. And in- environmental Luke came out. Mm-hmm. Yes, I noticed that. For like half Good a to second. Have him back. Half a second. We got him back. Yeah. Uh, This is, I mean, this is definitely the beginning of the end for Max. Like, obviously, the having a boy in my room was kind of of the beginning of the beginning. Yeah. But it could still just be like, it feels weird to be with a man in bed with my daughter in the house, right? Like, I could understand that. Mm -hmm. However, Lorelai is so uncomfortable with having Max at Luke's and letting Max do things on his own time. You can't even look at a Everybody. Everybody here is so uncomfortable with the fact that Max wants to take 30 seconds to look at a menu. Mm-hmm. He's never like, ordered here before. That's that's standard. That's what people do I, when you go to a restaurant. I don't understand why the weirdness. Yeah. Even from Rory. Even Rory's kind of weird about it. Okay. So uh, you remember when I talked about funky camera work? So mm-hmm. this back and forth, this pancake debacle... I'm obviously paying close attention because coffee's being served and I'm the coffee girl. So Lorelai's cup gets taken, coffee gets poured, Rory gets ignored, Max gets no coffee, right? And you can see Alexis playing with the cup, like 
uh, tilting it forward and tilting it back. And there's no coffee in there. Mm -hmm. Lorelai gets her cup. She loses her cup. Luke goes away. The cups turn from pink to blue. (laughs) They really needed their continuity (laughs) person to be a little bit better today. And then they They go back to pink. (laughs) It was so funny. They have to be looking at things from previous shoots. Be like, hey, let's make sure this matches Lauren's hair, Lauren's outfit, what Max is wearing. Make sure his hair is... yeah. Why is the coffee mug not one of those things that you check? Like, all three of them were changed to blue, and then just straight mm. back to pink. And it's like, guys, you have Easter to think egg. that someone's going to notice. Well, it's probably one of those things, like, you know when you're, like, 90% done with a project, and you look back, and you're like, oh my gosh, I missed this one little thing. And you just go, nope, Mip. can't fix it. It's going in. Too what late. I think happened is that they filmed Lorelai, Rory, and Max talking separately to when Luke was talking to them. Oh, like a pickup. They might have not even been at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, totally could be possible. Um, because and it's maybe a reshoot. Yeah, it's like a reshoot or something. There is a scene with Max and Luke like directly talking. So unless they did some of the fancy camera like editing and stuff to put one into the into the other scene. Like, yeah. it wouldn't make sense. I don't know. Doesn't Luke say top of the morning? Yes, he does. Yeah, he's very sarcastic and nice. Too, yeah. And then not well, nice. <laughs> yeah. He gets real mean. Lorelai tells him, and then he's weird. He brings over a lunch menu. Yeah. Honestly, I would not go back to Luke's if that was my dining experience there. Oh, if yeah. Max down, has every to right to menu. hate this kid right now. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, we love Luke, but in this yeah. moment, it's nobody's high point. Well, Luke no. saves them blueberry pancakes, so that's nice. He does. But but Taylor, you know who's t- who's at the high point? Taylor. Oh, yeah. Who, um, there's some construction work going on outside. And yes. we Stars go Hollow is getting its first traffic light. In a very odd spot. Yeah. At a T. Like, yeah, this is, I mean, there's there's streets all the way around the square. Why would you just put one In front of there? Luke Steiner. I mean, later at the very end of this episode, obviously, we are shown that this is like the road out of town, right? Like, you have to go this way if you're leaving. And then, of course, it plays a big role in that last moment. Mm-hmm. But I gotta stopped. ask, why is Luke so upset with this? Like, it's stopping people in front of his diner. I mean, Potentially. why is Luke upset about anything that town does? <laughs> because it's yeah. Taylor's idea, and Taylor didn't tell anybody. Yeah, That's you know what? It, it is takes. fair that Taylor found yes. the loophole. Especially mm-hmm. with a tiny little thing at the end of, oh, and you might lose power for four to six hours. So yeah. nice. But I mean, it's just like... like... they don't even. Luke's already pissed before yeah. he even finds that out. And that is a legitimate reason to be upset, because that's going to hurt his business, obviously. Yeah. And, you know... He's focused on this, and Lorelai comes out of nowhere. Well, she comes out of the diner, leaves Max and, mm-hmm. and Rory, and she's just like, so how about that wedding inv- invitation? And he's like, oh, that old thing? I have it somewhere up in my closet somewhere. Like, Yeah, just in a pile of mail. <laughs> I'm so bothered that Lorelai had to follow Luke outside to ask this question instead of asking him in front of Max. Oh, like, yeah. it's their wedding. I mean, all the signs are there. Yeah. Like, Trying to get the final numbers. I haven't gotten your RSVP. Are you going to be there? At every turn, Lorelai is looking to other men to get, like, confirmation or 
acceptance about her wedding. Like, every time. Like, she's having a big, beautiful wedding shower, and, oh, you know, something's not right. Oh, Luke's not here. Or, I'm having breakfast in my favorite place with my fiancé for the first time. Something's not right. I need to go ask Luke if he's coming to my wedding. Or, I'm at my bachelorette, like, party. Better ask somebody. Like, oh, Lorelai. Yeah. I don't really understand Lorelai's thought process here. We're going to see this again, I think, in season five mm-hmm. um, with Luke and Christopher. Yeah. Where sometimes Lorelai just makes the wrong decisions. And I don't get it. I can't really give you an explanation. But I do think that it's realistic in that it's human. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we move on to this double date with being the Gilmore Girls expert. And Max yeah. is apprentice. Do you guys think Max is like he's very vanilla in this episode? He's wearing khakis with like a beige shirt. Like Max, most of the time, especially this season, has looked very well. He's looked very good, very well mm-hmm. dressed, very hooped mm-hmm. together. This just this particular outfit, I don't like it. It just does not look good on him. Yeah. Well, and also he's just like in a weird mood. Yeah. In this whole scene, and that he continues for the evening as well. I mean, he's getting schooled by a 16-year-old. So Dean's advice to Max, one of the things he says is that they have bits, right? It's mm-hmm. better just to follow them. And mm-hmm. I was thinking about it. I think Dean is the only Rory boyfriend that actually goes along with the bits. Yeah, and I think it probably ties to what we've talked about where he's the Lorelai. only Rory yeah. boyfriend who like spends time in Rory's mm-hmm. house with her mom. Who likes Lorelai. Like, you get absorbed into Lorelai's mm-hmm. world. Yeah. To be fair, Dean might also be the only boyfriend who would not get the bit. Or I guess not always get the reference. I feel like Jess and Logan are both very witty, very smart, mm-hmm. very cultured that like they can probably figure it things out quicker and then go along with the bit and even like play into it more whereas Dean is probably just kind of along for the ride and watching (laughs) (laughs) yeah same with the like trying to figure out what they're doing of Dean's just along for the ride and watching whereas like Jess and Logan and I hate to say this but maybe Christopher Luke like they they get him like they understand him oh yeah yeah definitely I would say also Jess and Logan have more antagonistic relationship with Lorelai, and Lorelai mm-hmm. and Dean are like besties. So. Besties. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I what bugs me, I think, the most about this whole Dean like being the wise master to Max is just his attitude. There's something about this like, well, I know so much, and I'm going to impart my wisdom to you. It's kind of condescending. Super condescending coming from a high schooler to a high school teacher, yeah. too. Just think about Max deals with high school boys all day, every day. And so to have one be like, this is how you need to get along with your fiancé, that would drive me up a wall. Right? <laughs> Especially considering in, like, three episodes, uh, Rory develops a crush on someone else. Mm-hmm. So how well do you actually know what you're talking about, Dean? Yeah, and, like, Max apparently takes this to heart, because later he even, like, quotes a mm-hmm. Dean knowledge mm-hmm. bit to Lorelai. And, and I'm like, sorry. <laughs> men, if there are any men listening to this, I know we've had at least one or two, but 
never, ever try to start a serious conversation right before bed. Yeah, it doesn't, no, it's harsh. Not, that's not a Lorelai and Rory thing. That's a that's an anytime thing. That's just a bad idea to try to start a serious conversation when you're tired. I Especially am, after yeah. eating so much and like you're literally you're laying down. And, yeah. <laughs> um, I do like the implication that Rory and Lorelai never exclude their boyfriends from their craziness. Like, mm-hmm. if they're going to go get sweet. ice cream, they're going to go get it for their boyfriends, too. Mm-hmm. I love that Max is like, yeah, but I want a chocolate chip. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. They look good, too. I can't oh, eat yeah. ice cream, but yeah. they did look good. Um, But so they get home from this date. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Rory or Lorelai is immediately ready to go inside. She's eaten too much. She now is grumpy about it. Uh, Max starts to follow her in and realizes the teenagers are going to stay out on the porch. Mm-hmm. Presumably do some goodbying. And <laughs> Max doesn't know what to do. Which, I think I will say, to Max's credit, it is okay for him to ask, how do you want me to handle this situation? I agree. Yes. But I also think it's okay for Lorelai to say, you have no input. Because you're not Rory's dad, right? Yeah. Like, she's 16. Yeah. yeah. To have some guy, I mean, granted a teacher, but for somebody who's dating her mom to come in and be like, oh, you need to do what I say. Like, you're going to create a rebellious teenager by doing that. And yeah. Max is also kind of incorrect, inco- not incorrect, but correct, um, in that he wants to be a stepdad. And yeah, he, wa- he wants to have some role yeah. in Rory's life. And also, he kind of already tells Rory what to do because he's a teacher. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just do it at home. Yeah. It's like the instance of that Max brings up, like, what if I walk in and they're on the couch making out lights off? What do I do? And Lorelai's response is like, nothing. I'll take care of it. I think a better response would have been like, well, separate them. Sending home. Like, it, it can go that far, I feel like. Um, Just quick clarification, because... That wasn't a scene that Lorelai had a problem with. Lorelai was like, just turn off the lights. It's if Rory comes home drunk. Yeah, she was like, yeah, okay. Rory wouldn't do that. Yeah. Which, fair, you know, we know Rory and we see Rory throughout the, the series. We know that's not the kind of kid she is. Mm-hmm. But, again, these are fair but it could things happen. for Max to ask about. Yeah. But on that, though, it's still it's still not like, well, don't do anything. I'll take care of it. I'd be more like, well, make sure she's okay. Yeah. Get her into yeah. bed. Take care of her for the night. And then we'll worry about it in the morning. Like, mm-hmm. I guess it just rubbed me the wrong way that Lorelai's completely like, you have nothing to do. Don't do anything. Just mm-hmm. yeah. let, let the dice, let it fall. And we'll deal with it in the morning versus like, well, clean up the situation. And then we'll deal with it together when we're all there or something like that. Well, do you yeah. think that Lorelai just doesn't trust men except for Luke? I don't know if it's that she doesn't trust men. I think that she definitely has an interesting relationship with men. Mm-hmm. I think that like a lot of things, the the relationship of her husband to Rory is not something she's put a ton of thought into. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of a shock to her to think, oh, he wants to do something about Rory. Well, Rory's my kid. Why would he? And, like, now that I'm almost 30, I'm like, Lorelai is only two years older than me. Mm-hmm. I kind of understand where she's coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, like, at the same time, I understand where Max is coming from. I almost wonder if part of Max's, like, 
kind of outburst because he does say like, well, what is my role here? Mm-hmm. Like, what is, what is my role? And she's like, you're my Sala, which is not what he wants to hear. Um, I wonder if part of it is because of Dean being like, oh yeah, you gotta know this, this, and this. I wonder if he feels, and this is like diving into mm-hmm. beyond the text. I wonder if he would feel, um, kind of jealous of Dean's role because Dean is kind of already filling that guy role in their life. Like he changes the water. Yeah. He's, he's kind of already there. I wonder if he doesn't feel like he has a place because Dean is already filling that spot for them. That's interesting. I think that maybe it's the same as Emily saying about later on about her wedding week, the week before her wedding. Um, Max kind of got the same thing from Dean of like, oh, crap, I haven't thought about these things mm-hmm. and I should have been. But I feel like he blames Lorelai for not knowing them. Like, he's like, how can you not have thought about our future at all? That is rough. Yeah. Yeah. For Lorelai to say that. I mean. Yeah, it was awful. I feel bad for Max in the situation. Like, I get both sides up to a point. I don't. I'm not a fan of, of Lorelai saying that to him that she hadn't thought about their future at all. Clearly, they've had some conversations because Max is moving in. Mm-hmm. Like, there's clearly been a conversation about that. I'm assuming about the bank accounts. So it just seems like his role in Rory's life would have been one of those conversations that they had. And it doesn't sound like it was. No. Like, it almost sounds like Lorelai wants two kind of separate families in her family unit. There's the Lorelai and Rory family, and then the Lorelai and Max family. Not all three of them together as a family. Mm-hmm. Well, and I can't remember if it's the next scene or a couple scenes down. We find out Max doesn't even have a key to the house yet. Oh, yeah. He that's can't much even later. get in. That's after the that's Bachelor. After the bachelor yeah. Okay. That's no, we actually... So we move on to um, the traffic light unveiling because we always need a Stars Hollow bit in in our episode. And um, Luke hits Taylor with a newspaper ball. Yeah, I giggle so much. Like it's <laughs> totally inappropriate, but it's still hilarious. I mean, it's great, but also like, oh my god, Luke, stop being violent. I mean, he's being a child. Yeah, no, he is. But this is also <laughs> arguably the worst stoplight in the world because it has been timed to the the oldest living resident in Stars Hollow. Yeah, Mrs. Lanningham. Oh my gosh! Like we have so a stoplight near us that like only exists to allow people to get from like one part of a path to another part of a path, like from one park to the other park across a main road, and it is a slow light. And if you see that turn yellow as you're heading up toward it, you just like, all right, put it in park. We're going to sit and wait. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's no. how I feel about this light. <laughs> um, and then they have the, like, the huge sign. Um, like, everything about it is just over the top. And... Yeah, it's like a three foot sign. Yeah. <laughs> the town is not into it. On how to use a walk light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, like push button <laughs> walk when it turns green or white depending on what yeah. lights look like like wait until sti- sign says walk then walk <laughs> oh. um, but as this is going on uh, Suki and Lorelai are talking about the bachelor party uh, they're talking about whether they should eat before drinking which you should always eat before always. drinking yes. always eat before drinking <laughs> and Luke sides with Yes, eat, which I thought was a good thing. Yeah, I, I thought advice. so. Also, marriage is terrible. Oh, yeah. 
Luke goes on a rant. Always. I feel like Luke is intentionally antagonizing Lorelai about the wedding. Like, literally every time it comes up, he's just putting needles into the sensitive spots. He's jealous. He's jealous as hell but it's so mean. It is. Mm -hmm. Because it puts thoughts in her head. Yeah. And they linger. Um, But I thought it was really funny that Babette can't go, and she's just like, stick stick your hand in someone's pants for me. And Murray's just like, yep. Do that. No. So Babette's like, <laughs> make sure you sexually assault somebody while you're out. Oh okay. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, that what? was basically it. Because she was like, a uh, stripper? Uh, anyone. Right? This is one of those ones where it's like, all right, what if it was Luke and a buddy going to his bachelor party and they said, make sure to stick your hand down some lady's yeah. top. Like, nah, that dog, that's real not bad. okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Babette. Um, we also find out, though, that Lorelai's not going to wear a veil. Well, She's not going to wear a veil, but like she's not going to wear a tiara. Veil. Yeah. So she's but going does with she, a tiara. Does she confirm that she's going with a tiara? Or she does she just it. say she's not wearing. I think she just says she's not wearing a veil, which leads me to like, I hope you're wearing a tiara. Yeah. But she never ends up, you know, wearing <laughs> it anyways. But this bachelor party, man, it's held at a drag queen um, show or club, rather. Yeah. Um, Rory's not 18. Or 21. No. <laughs> she definitely no. looks 16. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they get her in because Lorelai acts like she's a model. And I really think that this doorman is just like, you know what? It's 18 and up. I don't want to deal with you guys anymore. I'm going to let you in. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's like, part of me is like, no doorman who wants to keep their job and not get fired would let an under a clearly underage girl in. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, my mom took me to a bar when I was 19 to play in a poker tournament. So, <laughs> Right. And I think that because it's an 18 and up show, there's like a tiny bit more wiggle room. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, you should still be 18 and up. But I think he was just like, I don't want to listen to Lorelai anymore. <laughs> Go <laughs> right? in. Pay your money. <laughs> I think it was a little bit of Lorelai's attractive. And oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. whatever. Right. Um, the club, or the bar, rather, near my college got shut down for underage drinking, because they did not care. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. It happens. But, yeah, Max, on the other hand, his brother, who we meet for the first time, but not meet, because we don't even know his name, um, Mm -hmm. decided to jump over a meter, and Mm -hmm. did not make it. Got a concussion. Which is, like, actually pretty serious, and they play it <laughs> off like it's, like, no big deal. And Max is luckily like, no, we're gonna go home. You shouldn't drink after a concussion? No, no. you should not. You shouldn't do much after a concussion. No. You just completely rest. <laughs> you really yes. should. Um, so Max's night is, is done, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, although his brother apparently wants to continue. Um, but the girls' night has just begun, and it's a girls' night. No boyfriends. No fiancés, but plus Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. And Michelle has a special bachelorette party treat lined up for Lorelai. <laughs> that was mean. Truly the most evil thing we've seen him do yeah. yet. Like, Michelle has been mean, but this is mean. Like, Michelle just needs fired at this point. Michelle, I love <laughs> you. You're a horrible co-worker. Yeah. yeah. If Michelle hadn't invited Emily, spoilers, it's Emily who's there waiting yeah, for them. it's Emily. Do you think things would have gone the way that they went? 
interesting. I definitely think Emily's words had a huge effect on Lorelai. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, agree I love Emily in this episode. Mm-hmm. She almost feels like a different person. Mm-hmm. Like She's light from, and soft. Yeah, from the moment that we see her, mm-hmm. she's like in a better mood. Even though they were late, she's still smiling. She's still kind. She has like sweet, genuine words that she shares. I like that Miss Patty is just like, oh, Emily's already started drinking. What are you drinking? Like, it's, they don't even to be introduced. They already know each other. Mm -hmm. I think this is Emily finally happy to be involved in a wedding port, like part of the wedding process Mm -hmm. with her daughter. And the first thing Lorelai says is, I didn't invite you, Michelle did. Which is always great to hear. Yeah, the first thing Emily says is you should have shown up on time. It was very trite, to be honest. It reminded yeah, me of that was. Yeah. But we find out Miss Ma- Ms. Patty has been married three times uh, before different weddings to Sinjin, mm-hmm. John, Sergio, and then Sinjin again. Sinjin was a disappointment <laughs> the second time. <laughs> Poor Sinjin. <laughs> and um, the Emily and Richard have been married 34 years. Yeah. That's crazy. And it's so sweet hearing Emily talk about getting married to Richard and being so excited to get married to him and sneaking out to put on her wedding dress and feeling so nervous. Like, it's just such sweet, genuine, like, mother, like, experience sharing with her daughter. I wish that we got more of this Emily. I know, I do too. I agree. I'm kind of, again, I'm annoyed with Lorelai in this moment because it just doesn't seem like she even wants to reciprocate. Those feelings. And I think she realizes it at that moment. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Everyone starts calling or paging their significant others. With an AOL branded (laughs) pager, Miss Rory had. Uh, She has her aim on there. Oh, aim was the thing. Anyways. And Lorelai goes off, presumably, to call Max. And yet... But no. Who picks up? This is, like, such a gut punch the first time you watch this oh episode. Because it's like, of all the people she could call, who is the most toxic person that she could call? Christopher? <laughs> she calls <laughs> Christopher. Man, at this point, we have only seen one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has shown up one time and it ended horribly with him proposing. And yeah. this is who she calls? Well, and... I guess uh, I'll say my little catchphrase from season one. I will never defend this man, but (laughs) this is potentially the best Christopher we ever see. Because he, he doesn't flirt too hard. He seems to genuinely be happy for her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like it's, he seems like a, a true friend in this moment who is just talking to her about her happiness. And I was like, I hate you, Chris. (laughs) But in this moment, he doesn't do anything to sway her from getting married to Max. Can I debate your point of this is the best Christopher? Just real quick. Sure. (laughs) Max and Lorelai have been engaged for three months. Which means Christopher has either not called Rory in three months or Rory has not told Christopher about Max and Lorelai, which I don't believe would be the case because Rory is on board for this. Mm-hmm. Well, and I feel like every time Chris and Rory would talk, Chris would be like, how's your mom doing? Yes. Yeah. If they were talking. 
Uh, which means Christopher has now spoken to his daughter in three months. Yeah, I didn't say he was a good dad. <laughs> you know what, Jess? You are right. It just, like, think about the way that Christopher reacts when Lorelai is going to be getting married to Luke in the yeah, future. Yeah, no, you're totally yeah. right. Like, because Chris could have been super weird about this. He could have been like, oh, why are you with him? Like, mm-hmm. what about what we have? But he doesn't. He doesn't do that. Lorelai does that to herself. You are totally right. I will concede that. So, <laughs> this is the beginning of the trend of Lorelai ru- ruining and sabotaging her relationships. She's I mean, she's cha cha She is cha 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 right out of this. Yep. Um, even Chris is like, why are you calling me? Get are back you to your good? party. And Michelle is getting his groove on. <laughs> with which, the track beats. <laughs> yeah, it's frustrating that this is still like straight michelle non-can- yeah rather this is like canon straight michelle or michelle who's still like all about the ladies like he could have been having like, a lot more fun here yeah i feel like later season michelle would have been having a blast oh yeah exactly like he says celine dion in this episode but he does not say it with any sort of reverence and i was like excuse me this is a key character point right <laughs> um but you so know we can go with we don't we don't fully have michelle yet either yeah, I guess yeah. we don't. We have the bare bones of him. Mean and cranky and French. Yes. Yeah. So we have we all don't the negative get... parts of Michelle. We yeah. don't have the fun, yeah. good parts Not until yet. they're really into like the nitty gritty of building the next inn. I don't think we really get like the reason they actually love Michelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the next morning, everyone's hungover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Who plans a bachelorette party when you have to work the next morning? Yeah, that's rough. I don't... Especially when you're the manager. That's a bad idea. Yeah. When you're the well, manager, it, it you can call been, out. It must have been like a... Well, it could. I was going to say, it must have been a Friday night. It can't have been a Friday night because they would have gone to dinner, which would mean... I guess it's technically Maybe summer. Saturday? Yeah. I was just thinking about... Rory's got school, you know? Like, she's got summer school, so she might have even had stuff to do. I don't know. Yeah. Time does not Black make sense. time again. Yeah. yeah. But Max is there, and Max is like, hey, I shouldn't be here, because I was just dropping something off at our our house, mm-hmm. um, your house, and oh, I don't have keys. So. Yeah. I will say, I think the line he delivered of, you need to think of somebody other than yourself for two seconds a day, is harsh. Yeah. Very harsh. Not necessarily but... <laughs> but true. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like something you don't want to hear, but yeah, maybe he's hungover too. I don't know. That's what he—that's his excuse, right? Like maybe I am yeah. hungover. Um, probably not. Probably just said what he was thinking. Yeah, probably just frustrated yeah. because he feels her pulling away. Which I mean, like if you're gonna pull away, then it's completely your right to pull away and yeah. whatever. But she hasn't told him, wedding. right? She yeah. hasn't said anything week, to him no. about. It, yeah. yeah, it seems like it's coming right up. Yeah. It feels like a rope snapping, and every moment is just a little bit more snaps. Yeah, and we're just... getting that clean break soon. This is the last scene Max is in. Yeah, yeah. Send off for the boy, non-existent. No, nope. we don't so, get a goodbye. We don't get a is... breakup. This is the last time we see Max as Lorelai's boyfriend. Obviously, yes. he does come back for a couple of future episodes. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Yes. And God, yeah. I can't wait to, to talk about Keg Max. 
that will be an interesting episode. But yeah, for now, he's gone. Next scene, we get to the kitchen, and Rory's like, "Hey, so you talked to Dad last night?" Yeah, and um, uh, I told him like it was like immediate, <laughs> like, "Oh, I was about to tell you that I talked to Christopher." That's like immediate uh, trying to cover her own ass yeah, tone. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I feel for Rory because the last time we saw her was Christopher. She wanted Christopher and Lorelai together. Right? Mm -hmm. And she has moved past that and now has accepted Max. And that possibility of Christopher is back. Right? And she's still kind of, like, on board for Max. Oh, yeah. I don't know so much if it's the possibility of Christopher coming back. I think in this conversation, Rory realizes... Or at least starts to realize that Lorelai is not as into Max as she should be for somebody who's about to get married. Yeah. She's like, ah, oh, this family that I thought we were creating might not happen now. I feel like that the I don't think she's first there kind of niggles in there. I think it's starting to niggle in a little bit of, oh. Yeah, it's, it's starting. Yeah. Um, but as this is going on, we hear some noise coming from the front, and it is Luke Danes hauling with a very generous wedding gift. A hoopa. A huppa. Huppa. A huppa. A A beautifully carved huppa that honestly would have taken (laughs) so much time. Yeah. Like, anybody who's done even, like, a little bit of woodworking knows that that is, like, a massive project that Luke supposedly just put together. He would have had to start as soon as he found out she was engaged. Oh, yeah. And be doing nothing else in his mm-hmm. free time. Mm-hmm. Like, um, one of those flowers would have probably taken a week to carve. Yep. One of and them. And the goat. And, oh, my God, the goat. <laughs> the goat is beautiful. I mean, the whole yeah. thing is beautiful. And there's multiple would... grapes. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's stunning. And I'm glad that it does get a little bit of use later on. But um, So, uh, one of my favorite lines is said here. Luke immediately picks up on the fact that the grass is not mowed. He starts, he's trying to dump on Max. Mm-hmm. And Lorelai says, uh, I get one of the Pete's to do it. And Luke is like, Big Pete or Little Pete? He goes, Little <laughs> Pete. Or I, whatever, whichever yeah, Pete. Yeah, Little Pete. Yeah. And he, and he goes, um, Oh yeah, he's one of the better Pete's. And for some reason, that conversation always makes me laugh. Like, it's so pointless. We don't know these Pete's. Yeah. So, <laughs> did you guys watch Pete and Pete? I As did. kids, Mm-mm, I did not. Danny Trevor is a show on Nickelodeon. Yeah, of a brother, like an older brother and a younger brother. It was named Pete and Pete. As of now, I will say it was a great show, but I also have not watched it in like twenty years. That's so weird. Take it with a grain of salt. But that's the first thing I think of every time she says yeah. that. Um, but yeah, um, Lorelai asks Luke, "Hey, those things you said were they like? Is that truly how you feel about marriage?" <sighs> And Luke kind of backtracks just a little bit. Yeah, he's, like, trying to be kind of supportive. I mean, obviously, he brought over this very generous gift. Mm-hmm. Also, to present a key piece of, I guess I'll call it wedding furniture, this close to the date means he assumes that Lorelai has not already planned and designed her wedding venue? No, I think he knows that it's going to be in the front yard or the backyard or whatever. Because he I has mean, the invitation. Like, yeah. I guess... But, like, by that point, wouldn't you have kind of planned, oh, we're going to stand under this tree and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Maybe yeah, that's but I mean, that you could still put that under a tree. Mm-hmm. True. I think with the 
informalness of the wedding itself, throwing out a wedding furniture like this so close to date would be fine, Mm -hmm. since it's clearly not going to be a big to-do anyway. I do think Luke is backtracking only because I think he senses Lorelai's reluctantness, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to like wiggle himself in there a little bit. I always like, read well, it as with the white person. Yeah. I always read it white as person. that way. As I like... think I said white person. <laughs> well, <laughs> with the well, white person. <laughs> yeah, um, but I mean that like shot of them also standing under the huffa. Yeah, like, so how many times oh, right? can the writers really be like, "It's Luke and Lorelai"? Just like, so we're clear, we don't ship Max and Lorelai. <laughs> we ship Luke and Lorelai. And uh, I think it's such an iconic scene, that scene mm-hmm. from the back. It is. Um, for some reason, it reminds me of last episode where Dean and Rory go their separate ways. Like, it's mm-hmm. that same shot of the... Yeah. Of the, but, like, just going the separate ways where it's just staying together. Um, and we move on. Rory's reading... Mm-hmm. Casual. She thinks it's just going to be a regular night, in. night. Yeah, a regular night. And all of a sudden, Lorelai comes in. Pack. Pack. We're hitting the road. So, do you guys think Lorelai goes in immediately after Luke leaves and does this? Or do you think there's a couple hours of her, like, festering before she starts this? Interesting. In I mean, my it's... head, it was nighttime. Like, later. Yeah, I think yeah. it's later. Well, it's dark. Yeah. Yeah. But I think when it shows Luke and Lorelai outside, it looks like it's Getting it might dark. be starting. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard to tell. I think that she probably like had at least a short period of time where she finally let herself like sit and spiral. Well, essentially, Rory says you're getting married this weekend, so it might be later, like days later. Well, she's wearing the same clothes. Oh, never mind. That's yeah, the Luke conversation. So it has to be the same okay, day. Okay, two weeks happen in literally 60 minutes or 40 minutes. Um, yeah. But regardless, Rory's like, why? You're getting married. You're getting married. And Lorelai just says, and this breaks my heart, um, I didn't want to try on my wedding dress. Right? Mm-hmm. Also, Rory's why? It's just so sad. It's so sad. Well, because she asks, are you still marrying Matt? Yeah. And Lorelai says, no. Oh, I mean, great acting from both of them because it is heart wrenching. Like Lorelai is obviously her heart is broken because she's about to give up, like willingly give up what she thought was her new forever. And Rory is heartbroken because she is also giving up what she thought was their future. She had accepted Max coming into their lives, and she was excited. She was excited from the get-go. You know, as soon as that was a reality, she was yeah. behind it. So, heartbreaking. But as soon as it clicks for Rory, okay, this is not happening. All right, where are we going? What am I packing mm-hmm. for? What weather? Mm-hmm. What time My are layers. we leaving? Like, yeah. Yeah. And- we get this shot of them going through the deserted town at 6 a.m. in the morning. Which, by the way, Luke's would have been completely full. We already know that 6 a.m. is. <laughs> but whatever, that's pointless. Um, we get this shot and they get stopped at that red light in front of Luke's. Mm-hmm. I don't... And it's like this last, it's this last second where they could change their minds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you don't see the car move, it sits at that red light. It's like, a cliffhanger, right? Right. What's going to happen? I almost happen? feel like 
this feels like the end of the season. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it the, the been. way this ends, it feels like a like a big mid season break or even a season finale or something like that. The way it ends, it just it feels very heavy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And most of our episodes do not end on a heavy note like this. Yeah, not yet. No, definitely feels very final though. <sighs> yeah. yeah, I mean that's the episode. Red light on wedding night, indeed. Like it's all these plans, all these hopes, and just dashed. But not for a bad reason. It would have been worse if Lorelai would have married Max. And she didn't love him. I agree. They just weren't right. I'm going to go back to your question, Jess, as to if Emily had not been there, if she had not Mm -hmm. said anything, if this would end the same way. I have a feeling we would have had the same freak out, but it would have been the morning of. Or even at the altar. I think the freak out and the running away would have happened. But I think it would have been even worse timed than it already is like you have to imagine there was a conversation with max right like i mean i think so how does how does max find out that lorelei doesn't want to marry him texts weren't around yet but like yeah i feel like she calls him that night (laughs) before she goes downstairs to worry i feel like she calls him tells him because she doesn't call everybody else until like yeah the next day you know in the next episode yikes well but to go on to our next section this is actually going to be a little hard for me who is the town's person of the week this week i have one okay and i think it's just uh mine is emily she was only there for a little bit but, like, she had a really great, you know, this is, like, the kindest, softest Emily we've ever seen. Um, she wasn't there for a long time. She was just there for a good time. But, yeah. Um, my choice would be Rory. I think uh, Rory, you know, she had a happy episode to a point. And mm-hmm. then as soon as she realized, like, what's going on, she was on board with her mom. She was right there. How about yeah. you? Yeah. She was definitely a trooper this episode. Like, she was just rolling with the punches. Yeah. I did think for, like, half a second, Emily, but she does open up with some barbs. <laughs> um, well, I, my My main one, though, would have been Worry. Just because, like you said, Sandra, she's so supportive of, like, this whole episode. She's just trying to make everything great. She's so happy. She thinks she's, like, got this family coming. And then, or this dad coming in, father figure, and then... Lorelai kind of puts the kibosh on it, and she takes, like, what, five seconds to be like, oh, okay, let's do this then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, just goes into full support mode. Yeah. Just no, I'll incredibly give it to Rory. mature for a 16-year-old. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so, yeah, Rory, uh, congratulations. You won this week. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think you feel like congratulating, but, you know. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah not a happy one no not really but things are gonna next episode is actually one of my favorite episodes so i'm really excited for it this is actually one of my <laughs> least favorite episodes of season two hmm. yeah so um we'll see a, a little bit of a tone shift next episode so town person of the week rory congratulations after that we have references with sandra
Okay, so today I want to focus on drag queens. Obviously, for um, the bachelor party, they went to a drag club, and um, there were a bunch of drag queens shown, so I did want to talk about, you know, about that culture. And I do want to make a note before we get too far into this. I am a cisgendered woman and I have never done drag myself. So if I'm wrong about anything, please do not hesitate of correcting me or telling me and so I can learn. But yeah, let's talk about drag queens. So drag queens, where did they start? They started all the way back in Shakespeare time. So the concept was that unfortunately women were not allowed to be actors back then. So what they would do is men would dress up as the female characters and um, usually it would be very exaggerated to, you know, make sure that people knew that they were actually men playing females. The word drag is believed to have theatrical origins in that the dresses the men wore um, would drag along the floor. So that's where the word drag came from, supposedly. After, in the 18th century, there was a man who was known as John Cooper, but otherwise also known as Princess Serafina. And Princess Serafina was seen as the country's first drag queen. Um, she was a regular sight in molly houses, and molly houses are the equivalent of a gay bar. Even though, um, obviously, it was illegal at the time, there was no reports of Serafina ever being arrested or treated with mistrust. Um, actually, Serafina was very much beloved in her time. In the 20th century, we got Julian Eltage, and Julian Eltage emerged from the world of vaudeville. So he would often, at the end of his performance, remove his wig and reveal his gender to the crowd, often to cries of disbelief. Um, Eltage was in movies or shows, um, specifically The Fascinating Widow, um, if you ever want to look it up. For about 20 years, Eltich's career was, you know, really, really big until, unfortunately, in the 1930s, uh, tolerance started falling and uh, America became more reactionary in the mid-1930s and, you know, the 50s were the 50s. But somehow, even then, Danny LaRue and Dame Edna Everidge, hope I pronounced that right, um... Both were really big drag names in the 1950s and 1960s. Later on in the 70s is when things started really happening. Um, this is actually seen in the show Pose, if you ever want to watch that. And it has to do with drag balls. So what people would do is um, they would go around in their finest drag and wow the judges and try to get some trophies. Uh, this is where the concept of drag mothers took hold. Um, seasoned queens would take up-and-coming drag artists under the wings and show them how to work the stage and usually help them with their makeup or with dressing up or whatever. And they often provided a home to kids who were unfortunately kicked out or were going through a difficult time in their lives. And drag mothers led to drag families. Um, these drag families would have each other's backs and they're actually, um, heavily featured in the 1990 drag ball documentary, Paris is Burning, which inspired Madonna's Vogue. As time went on in 1988, there was Divine, 
who um, was in many movies by the director John Waters, including playing Edna Turnblad in the original version of Hairspray. And then in the 90s, RuPaul came to the scene. And RuPaul, I'm sure most people know, is RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, He is quite famous. Um, He had a, a duet with Elton John, um, and then in, in 2009, actually, that's when the first season of Drag Race aired, and that is a very popular show where uh, drag queens compete against each other to be the ultimate drag queen. <laughs> he has provided uh, a channel for drag queens to come out and be safe and entertain. So yeah, that was just a little history lesson on drag queens. And after references, we have some media this week. Which media do we have, Emily? Movies. Okay, we have movies this week with Emily. Books, movies, and music with Emily. With Emily. Okay, so for this week, we are doing Monty Python and the Holy oh, I Grail. Love Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> so, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, it came out in 1975, and it's kind of a cult classic. Um, okay, so Monty Python was a sketch comedy in Britain, the UK, in the 1970s. And this was um, one of the movies released based on that, or based kind of around that kind of humor and style. Um, The movie itself is based on King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table, and it's kind of a parody of them, of King Arthur finding his knights, looking for people to search for the Holy Grail with him. Um, He gets a message from God to go get the Holy Grail. Um, It's, if you like Mel Brooks, it's very similar comedy. Uh, Mel Brooks being like Spaceballs, uh, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, stuff like that. It's, it's absolutely silly and it is not really mature at all. Um, but it's a great movie. There are some fantastic lines that have come out of it that you might have heard. Um, Tis but to scratch being one of them or it's only a flesh wound. One of my favorite insults has come out of this movie. Um, it is, I think it's, your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries. Uh, and yes, it is that dramatic. Uh, that takes place when King Arthur and his knights are trying to storm a castle that, like, it's a legit castle with big stone walls and everything. Like, it's a keep. Um, and it's him and, like, eight other people, you know, great ideas to try to storm a castle with, like, 40-foot walls uh, and no way to get in. It ends with them getting livestock thrown at them. And then they try to Trojan horse it, but with a rabbit and nobody gets inside the rabbit. So it gets thrown back at them. And yeah, it's not small, but yeah, it's a cult classic. I highly recommend it. It is a fantastic movie. Um, I didn't mention this. So it's when this is named when Dean and Rory are in the town square trying to figure out what movie they are going to be watching that night. And they decide on Monty Python and the Holy Grail and that. Um, they cannot talk in British accents for the rest of the night. Uh, but yeah, great movie. Highly recommend it if you have not seen it. Um, it's silly. It's fun. It's just a great movie. 
So that was Monty Python and the Holy Grail. After this, we have Fashion with Jess. Making fashion choices, making fashion choices, making fashion choices with Jess. All right, so fashion is going to be a quick one because although we covered kind of a long period of time, I didn't have a ton of massive fashion opinions. I do have a definitive best and worst dressed, uh, and I'll start with the worst dress. Okay. And for was it me, Max? it was Max. <laughs> it wasn't Max, although Max's date outfit was very bland and sad. Um, my worst dressed is Lorelai in the first few scenes in her comic book t-shirt with oh, the pigtails. Oh, yeah. I don't like that shirt. I don't love it. It took me a long time to figure out that it was, like, comic book panels. Oh, no. I um, like it. Well, I mean, <laughs> my okay. opinion is not the only one, but <laughs> I just, I didn't like it. I don't love when she does pigtails. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably mostly a personal preference. Just wasn't my favorite. I mean, again, she looked great. She always looks great. Uh, and actually, she is also my best dressed of the episode. Ooh, I loved her date night outfit. Yep. The sleeveless black turtleneck with the burgundy bedazzled, surprise, surprise, flared pants. There was just something that was so, like, chic about it. And the funny thing is, you could absolutely go out into, like, most metropolitan cities in the United States and see like a 20 year old girl wearing that outfit right now Mm -hmm. like sleeveless black turtleneck and flares absolutely I love so so much that flares are coming back (laughs) I do too it just warms my heart (laughs) my only thing and I've seen this up like the picture going around a lot um I live in the Pacific Northwest. It's very wet here. And I do remember those soggy, soggy flares and those soggy bootcut jeans dragging. And then they'd get wet and they would like wick up to your calf and you're sitting in class and your calf is wet because your jeans are so soggy. That's the one downside. So I bought my, my first for this decade pair of flares and I was trying them out at the Lee store as an at an outlet mall and of course i'm short none of them are they're all gonna have to be him because i'm wearing it i'm like i love that these are here i'm like but i can't walk in these when it's wet outside it's literally not possible because yep. i just i'm thinking like all the water coming up yep <sighs> the one way that i could keep my boot cut and my flare jeans out of the water was wearing those really chunky skate shoes like at nice. ease, right? Like because you're they were so thick that the jean yeah. bunched up on top. Yeah, let's bring those back. I want some at ease. <laughs> hey, bands are coming. Bands are very popular. Oh my god, uh, I, I don't think bands. bands ever went away. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Not so, for the scene kids. <laughs> uh, the item I would steal would be Lorelai's black turtleneck sleeveless shirt, just because it is super on trend right now for fall 2021. But did you guys have any best or worst dress that I did not name? I loved Rory's dress for the bachelorette party. But I think you'll probably see this is a very common theme with me. I love A-line dresses. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot to mention, but this goes in with fashion. In the beginning of the episode, um, Lorelai has a half-made dress um, hang like on a bodice um, in the living room. And I don't think anyone wears that dress. Hmm. Um, 
but I think it's it's super interesting that Lorelai still like she sews. It's cool. Yeah, is this I don't know. in the scene with Max and the then Kirk? Yes, it is. It is. Oh, I'll have to go back and look. Um. So yeah, there's a, like a pink dress. Um. I don't remember any outfits in this episode. Suki yeah, wore a bandana. Yeah, kind of a blah one. <laughs> That's all I remember is Suki with her pink bandana. Yes, <laughs> and I think she was wearing that pink da- bandana outside of the inn, which she is was. the first time I think we've seen her wear a bandana outside of the inn. A fun bit of trivia. All right. Uh, up next, we have Stars Hollow Speaks. As usual, you guys are awesome listeners, and you've been writing in and giving us your thoughts. Uh, and we asked uh, what you guys thought about when Lorelai reaches out to Christopher. And we got a response from, I think it's Cranium? Sorry if I'm mispronouncing your username. Uh, and they said, this is when Lorelai should have called off the wedding. She knew. Yep. I mean, that's a pretty sus thing to do yep. <laughs> at your bachelorette party. If you're calling another man at your bachelorette party, I think there's something wrong. So thank you for your response. We did actually have a couple more Instagram um, story responders. So I just wanted to mention them real quick. Fabs Balcini, great name, um, said it was obviously an excuse to get in touch with him and not get married. She says in another episode that Chris is just a sort of safe person that she could always go back to. I agree completely, but unfortunately, I hate that I agree. Lisa Ann B. also responded, It's an interesting juxtaposition to when Emily is trying on wedding dresses for the vow renewal and Lorelai is dreamily holding up wedding dresses in the mirror. I love that episode. I watched it the other day. And um, I agree. Like, I feel like this Lorelai and that Lorelai are in two very different places. And it is obvious um, who she wants to get married to. So that is a great point, Lisa. And then Talking Fast Podcast, which I believe is another Gilmore Girls podcast, said self-sabotage at its finest, but also maybe she just couldn't admit to herself that she wanted out. And it's totally possible. I mean, we've seen Lorelai be maybe a little defensive or runs away very quickly. (laughs) Um, Hopefully, you know, one day Lorelai will find the love of her life. I don't know. We just haven't seen it yet. Um, But I did want to mention one more comment, and that is from Kendra. Now, Kendra said, hi, I just finished listening to your season two, episode one episode and listening to all the love you guys receiving from Stars Hall Speaks makes me so happy, which makes us really happy, too. Um, At one point, I'm not sure when it happened, but I was listening to your podcast and realized that the quality is exactly like all the other podcasts I listen to. Like you guys have totally upped your game and it's definitely my favorite podcast. Secondly, only to Office Ladies, which I recommend Office Ladies. Um, so happy for you three and can't wait for the rest of season two. Kendra, this is like the nicest thing anyone's ever written us. Three of us try so hard to make a good thing for you guys. We don't have professional editors. We are the editors. So it's so nice to hear. Thank you so much. So as always, we have an amazing email from Carrie. She starts off with, does anyone else just love this episode? 
She says that Lorelai seems to be second-guessing herself from the very beginning, and it's obvious. It feels like she's trying to talk herself into marrying Max instead of talking herself out of it. And it isn't until Emily tells her story that she kind of snaps. And who does she call? Christopher, not Max. Carrie says, I could bang my head against a wall sometimes with her because Christopher really... I feel like the writers are just constantly trying to push us to like Chris throughout all of this, and I don't know why, but he just isn't a good character. Uh, we move on to Luke bringing around the huppa. Uh, she says, I think Lorelai was just waiting for someone to talk sense into her, and I know Luke doesn't say anything like don't get married, but the talk made her realize that this just wasn't a good decision of them. She does also say that she loves the shot of them together at their back like showing their backs at the hook at hoopa too which you know same we said that so we see the episode end she rushes into Lorelai rushes into Rory's room to tell her they're going for a road trip I feel like Rory was trying to be very understanding but was when he answers I love Lorelai's spontaneous side but Rory is a teenager and you rush into the room and say like let's go for a ride basically because she is running away from her problems again does anyone else wish they had showed the conversation that Max and Lorelai had Yes, 100%. I I feel like we deserve that conversation. It's very up in the air. They don't clear it out. They don't say anything. It just kind of implied. And then we never actually see or hear anything about it. But then Carrie does say, I feel like Lorelai would have waited until the very last second and thought, I better let Max know we aren't getting married. He goes, I feel like he was at least do a face-to-face conversation um, and that this would have been a perfect time for Lorelai to face her problems head on. Uh, Carrie, as always, we agree with absolutely almost everything you said. Um, I know we recapped a lot of it in the episode, or yeah, in the discussion. She does say her town's person of the week is Michelle because he was just loving life when he was at the party. Uh, I feel like he needs to feel included in things like that, and I think he just enjoys having quality time with them, even though he always seems to come across as quite harsh. But I love his humor. Thanks so much, Carrie. We love hearing from you. We can't wait to hear what else you have to say for the future episodes. And that is Stars Hollow Speaks. All right. So up next, coffee, coffee, coffee. I told you yeah. before, there's funky coffee stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. No one Bad really knows. coffee acting. <laughs> yeah. Lorelai doesn't technically take a sip, but she has poured coffee and it's assumed that she's going to drink it. Um, She has it in front of her. She's the only one that gets poured. So I'm going to count that once. And then later on when she's um hungover, she's drinking coffee as well. So Lorelai drinks two cups of coffee. Uh, Rory drinks none. But we finally have coffee again. Yeah, three episodes to get any coffee. Season two, that's crazy. Yeah. But anyways, that was it for coffee. Just a couple cups. A couple cups. Um, Well, and I mean, it makes sense that Lorelai had some coffee because she needs to start acting like her real self. And maybe that's the thing. Maybe she didn't drink enough coffee when she was with Max. Well, Max makes a bad coffee, cup, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. We'll see if Max leaving means more coffee. Stay Maybe. tuned. We'll see. Um, but otherwise, guys, that was this episode. Not my favorite personally, but did you guys like this episode? Um, I like it in terms of it's an episode that moves the plot along. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. not a filler episode. Yeah. I don't think it's fair to Max, no. but. Right. Yeah. I like this episode. I don't know if I would ever, like, pick it out when I'm trying to, like, figure out what episode to start on, mm-hmm. but I never skip it either. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. I was Sandra. 
This is Emily. And I was Jess. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks again so much for listening. As always, we do love to hear from our listeners. You can reach us on Instagram at townmeetingpod. Send us an email at townmeetingpod at gmail.com. Or you can now support us at buymeacoffee.com slash townmeeting. Thanks, guys.